You're listening to Ruckus Avenue Radio. Available now on Dash Radio. The following program may contain verbiage and views that will offend some listeners. You see, Andrew Fresh Kills Kilgore is a grumpy old man. And me, I don't give a fuck. Then you should see it from the back, back, back. That's right. We're backing that thing up, y'all. <laughs> kills and Bio Show, Nick and Bio in the building. Fresh Kills in the building. Wow, two F-bombs right off the top. Making my job easy. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel, buddy. Hey, I have a question. Um, We all know what racism, racism is. And while some people Do can we? make racist yeah. jokes funny, I, I'm not qualified enough and I'm white so it's awkward work. what do you what is it when you don't like someone within your race like a group within your race like I don't I think I don't like Australians I really think I don't like them I, 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 I I'm open to change but I think that's my current stance wow. what do we call that what do yeah, we call that no that's interesting maybe uh it's like a hatred of other colonies is it is it like we're canadian colonies so we we're yeah. like we're, we're naturally uh competitive with other colonies no no i'm jealous of their relationship with the queen that maybe you know like i want to be closer to the because i watch the crown a lot it's amazing maybe but that's I the australians were like cast away like they're all they're all like, buddy they well then they got then they got uh, passports and started traveling the world obnoxiously and living part-time all over the world for six to 12 months Austria Australians do get a bad rap for being obnoxious they also get a bad rap the males do for being douchey and kind of misogynistic but I think that's changing and uh, but you know I just didn't like that when I went to Whistler everyone who worked anywhere was Australian I was like really everyone I probably said this before I just I'm not over it so. But why is it a ma- why is it a problem if, if just if, if everyone in a certain thing is like why is that a problem? Because because it's, you just don't expect I just don't expect that you know like what if uh, okay, but what if you went to a bar? Is that a problem? What if you were in New York City and you went to a bar and it was like like an, a St. Louis Blues bar? You'd be like like the the hockey team bar. You'd be like, what the fuck? Like why? Where am I? I thought I was in New York. I, I, I leave me. Alone. You know what I mean? That's a bad example. It's not a good example. No, it. it, it I think you need. It wasn't therapy. good. I think it's just a case for. I therapy. am in therapy. I just can't afford it. Did you get bullied by an Australian kid when you were a kid, or what? What's going on? No, no, no. There were no Australians. There were none. None that we knew. Bad rap. They get a bad rap. I Yo, mean, do you remember of- some of the shit you did as a little kid and said? Did you do and say things that you cannot believe? Like, uh, I were, yeah, I did. I definitely did. Oh man. I, I Bro. threw a toy house down the stairs and then shot my pants immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I'd had it. Uh, I, I pissed myself on purpose one time just to see if I could. <laughs> I, um, I it's did. hard. It's really hard. Believe I remember the first, sh- I remember pissing myself when I was on the couch and, and, and realizing the shame of it and realizing that my father was going to probably try to beat the crap out of me. I remember that fear. That was an initial, there was, a, that was almost like when my third eye awoke and woke and I was like, I knew who I was. 
across the street from yeah, our school. Definitely had that. In elementary school, they were building townhouses, grade five. And we would sit there at our fence and take rocks and throw them at the construction workers working on the others. What the fuck? Matter wow. with you. We must What's not the matter hit. with you. I have a pain shooting story too. Mine's really embarrassing. Mine happened when I was, dude. Okay, so I uh, I played double A hockey most of my life, which is like when you're a kid, the only thing better you can play is triple A. So mm-hmm. my first year of double A, so I, I played goalie. I try. I just said, hey, I'll play in our house league team, and I ended up being pretty good. And I played select that year, first year, and the next year with double A. And my first year of organized hockey, the next yeah. year in double A, the first day of training camp, I shit myself. Mid practice, first practice. I I am such an embarrassing. Why did that happen? But what? Just I I, I might have been I but I don't, I wasn't nervous. I remember like it wasn't nerves. It wasn't conscious nerves. There probably were nerves. There were and like the coach was an asshole and everything. Saw it coming and you just let it go. You and I ate Doritos. Back. I think there's some Doritos involved, but I literally shit my pants. And my mom made me take the pants. Put them in a bag and keep them instead of just throwing them out. I'm like, Mom, let me throw out these shit-covered pants. It's fucking, fucking disgusting. I I shot myself um, on my way home. So I just, I never liked, I never wanted to, to, to shit in a public bathroom. I always hated that. And I never wanted to shit at school because it was public and I didn't like doing it. And so this one day, I... I was like, I can make it home. I really had to go, but I was like, I can make it home. It's like a 20 minute walk home. I can make it. And I walked home and I got, and you know how like you're getting the waves, like you get a wave of cramping and you can't walk for a minute and then you, and then it goes away. And like, you can usually take maybe one or two of those waves, but the third wave or the fourth wave of it, you know that, you know that the pain and the pressure of it, you're just going to have to let go. And I literally got, I could see my house and you know, when they talk about, when you can see when your body, it's like your, my body knew that the house was close. So it let go like without my brain being able to control it. I was like, Oh, I'm like, I'm on my block. I'll be fine. And then bang. And I couldn't hold it. And I remembered I did something really gross with it. I basically took it all off and I put it in the sink and filled the sink with water. And I left and I cleaned myself up and I left it there hoping no one would find it. I don't know why I thought, and no one would find a sink full of, crap <laughs> like a soup of oh god um, that is just we should just the levels do of a, that. a shit this is the shit accident podcast and just we'll get people on and we'll just talk about well i am the shit genie of my house me i do my own shit uh cleansing and and removal luckily i'm toilet trained mostly uh the dog you know yeah. it's outside i use a little, little grabber thing you know, shits in the woods, shits in the concrete. Yeah, shits. The so cat. You're a big dog owner like that. You, 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 you don't let your dog. Oh, never. I used to be yeah. anti scoop when I was a kid. I thought it was funny, but eh, nah. There's too much shame in my neighborhood. It's too hipster, and I wouldn't. Mm. I would get. I would get banned from all the pastry shops and stuff where everybody cliques up. Yeah. Uh, my cat, who's the biggest dick of them all, because she will shit and not bury it. So it just. It's sublimates. Aram- oh god! And then the baby soon to soon to come. But I have an embarrassing. I have another embarrassing story where I nearly, I didn't crap myself, but I nearly did, and it was really. I'll tell you the story because it's funny because it was my one of my first tours of the states. I was on tour with Blueprint from Rhyme Sayers, which was a big deal for me at the time. Mm-hmm. 
a big deal, period, big deal. It was a big deal, a big moment in my career. And and, I, and so we, we actually managed, we were in the van, like we shared, you know, we were in Blueprint's van, which was kind of an honor for him to be able to like willing to be, willing to put up with a couple of young strangers for his whole tour. It was, it was pretty, pretty gracious of him. And we're driving through Nevada, I believe, or I don't know, Idaho or Nevada, somewhere, some, somewhere where it's just, it's just fields forever. It was Midwest somewhere. And I had to, I did, I had to go and I, but I, I didn't want to have, I didn't know him well enough. I didn't feel like I could tell him to pull over if I needed to. Like I was too embarrassed to be like, you know, I, I was really trying to kind of tread lightly and it started to happen, the waves. And I like I hit, I'd hit a wave where I was like, oh my God, I might crap myself in his van, which is obviously way worse than just telling him to pull over. And the second wave hit and I'm sweating and I'm gonna, I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen? So I literally, I sat, I went up to the front. I was in the back of the van. I went up to the front. I said, listen, I'm really sorry. Like I, I'm really embarrassed. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to shit myself if, if you don't pull over. I've got to do this in the next whatever. And of course, we're on a highway with no shoulder. It was one of those highways. It was a two-lane highway and there were no shoulders. So there were little pull-off areas here and there, but there was nowhere to really pull the, you couldn't pull the car off safely without it being right. like DVP vibes. It, it, well, it, no, I mean, it was the middle of nowhere, two-lane highway, but of course there's no cover. So I, I feel the third wave coming and I said, yo, Prince, I got, you got to pull over. It's, it's going to happen. And they give me some paper towel and I jump out of the van and it's one of, it's like you could see me shitting from hundreds of miles away. Like there was nowhere <laughs> to go. And, and there I was like, and I found, I went, I went into this little, I found like a, there's like fence, you know, like, like fencing or whatever. And I leaned up against this pole and of course cars are driving past I'm in full view. Anybody, anybody honk at you? Oh, I was in full. No, I totally scandalized at least one family that drove past because there was nothing I could do. There was nowhere to hide. <laughs> it was what it was. And, <laughs> and it was brutal and it was really embarrassing. Again, I was trying to like. Was everybody laughing course. when you got back in the car? Of course, corner? everyone was clowning the whole time. <laughs> it was just such an, I was, man, I was trying to be so professional and so like on point. And, uh, um, well, that's this nice segue, professional, something I dip in and out of. You would be surprised to see how professional I can be. Some people have never seen me that way. When they see it, they're like, wow, you're really professional. I really didn't expect that. I'm like, thanks, fuck face. Well, no, I think you get, you, but you, you got into the corporate gigs, which is like, you know, it's not like you got to be professional. Like for me, it's like I, I, I act professional. I probably act too professional amongst independent rapper idiots who, you know, who cares either way. They don't even care. And meanwhile, it's like you, you know, you're in situations where you with these corporate gigs where you're like, this is like the, you know, this is the regional CEO of Dell. Computer, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's like, you got to be seriously like, we think we know what professionalism in the music industry. That's a whole other level. So I know they're not prof- music industry is a shit show and it's cut through and it's what have you done for me lately? And people fucking, but in terms of dipping frog. it out. I would argue that I've probably never actually been professional and that you in those situations are probably more professional Thank you. than I ever well, be. Let's get right? to the problem of us gaining respect for each other and it negatively impacting the show later because that is something that I feel like we just gotta, Yeah, we do. We gotta. No, but I want to talk about um, uh, our ad campaign, my ad campaign that you just graciously retweeted basically. Terrible, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about um, it. So I, I think it's a huge success. So if you weren't aware... We uh, we are looking to get some original branding and kind of get all that going. I finally twisted Kills' arm for the Kills and Bio show. Which yeah, 
to right the now. Kills and Bio Show. New Radio Network. On Ruckus and Dash. Or, but if you know us, you probably listen on Spotify or mm-hmm. Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like, well, well, let's do a contest and um, let's have a prize and the modest prize. And a fake contest. No. It's a fake contest. Con- hey, there's somebody that I would have given them and I offered a... Uh, don't misrepresent. Own, well. It's not real. It wasn't real. I mean, it was real. If somebody did it, I was going to give them the prize, which was a $26 pizza gift card, which gets you like a medium pizza and a fucking <laughs> pep, two pack of three pack of Pepsis. Yeah, sure. And a jalapeno. And I consider it a huge success because uh, while I did not get a single, <laughs> I don't even think I got a, like more than five likes on the post. I didn't get any comments. I did manage to piss off Andrew's designer friends. <laughs> Which is a win for you, yeah? Oh, come on, man. Yo, people need to not be offended by almost anything. And like that is like, oh. oh. You know what's the real funny thing about that too is that is that I, I've i kind of been against the rebrand. I mean, we had a long discussion, but I was sort of against the rebrand on, on a bunch of levels. And I didn't even think far enough to think that that would be another great reason for me to be against it, which was if we post a thing asking for, for people to – enter a potential rebrand for a potential $26 gift card. Worth <laughs> I, I didn't think that far ahead to think that's another great reason to not want to do it. And here so, you are finding more terrible reasons for us to do a rebrand. I've spent the week thinking about how I have bring you down because you have a bad sense of humor like mine at the, at the very bottom of it all that I'm like dragging you into, into my world. And it's like, yeah. it's making you lose friends and lose your, it's affecting your reputation. Meanwhile, like I hide in the shadows mostly. I don't connect with people. So like nobody knows these people don't know me anyway, you know, all, you're all not Instagram beholden. followers. Yeah. No, I'm not. No, you're absolutely not beholden. Well, and I was really nervous when we started the show for that. Cause I was like, I'm going to bring on these really like cultured, intelligent guests and I'm going to expose them to this, to this buffoon, broy buffoon, uh, <laughs> Lincoln bio. And uh, well, yeah. you know, you've conducted yourself admirably. I would say that there's definitely some funny moments that are gaffes that you don't even know to this day were gaffes that you just did, which I think is actually really funny and funnier in some ways that you don't actually know how funny you really are. But who knows? There's probably the same thing for me, which is why it works. There's a balance. And it is what it is, and I get I get to be the highbrow snobby art guy, and and you get to kind of take your when well, we both mm. taking hot shots, but like I need to get my head out of the clouds, and you need to get your you need to pick up your dog's poop, you know. Mm-hmm. That's how. But it's but if we're friends, we're Which not we're fun. Not. Let's be fair. We <laughs> don't hang out. Honest. We're not friends. No, we're not hanging out. There's, I have, I've, I've actually, in describing the show to other people, I've actually described how we are not friends. And that's actually why the show works. Because if we were friends, we would care too much about, you know, like trying to, you know, we'd be, we'd be, you know how people get on these shows and they're two homies and they just fillet each other the whole show. And it's yeah. like, what the hell? They laugh at each other, that? but it's not funny to anybody else. Who wants to hear that? I mean, Nobody wants to hear that. As awkward as I'm sure Junior T might have been when you were literally yelling at me in the middle of that show, he probably <laughs> I was like, what the hell's wrong with you? And he probably left thinking that we were insane and maybe lost respect for both of us. Our listeners really got a nice little slice of life there, which, you know, at, at whose expense at our reputation. Junior T owed me 50 bucks for like a year and a half until I saw him in person. I was like, Oh, Hey, 
Give me 50 bucks. Like, okay, no. here you go. Okay. <laughs> he gave me the money. <laughs> no, let's slag Junior for a second. That, that guy, that he, used, he used to hit me up every six months to ask me to like DJ for Smash Brothers. And it got to be a joke where it was like, because he, he's like the Toronto Flake Mans. Like we, it was just like this thing where he would call me with this thing and then he would never call me back. And I'd be like holding my breath, like what's going on? Um, meanwhile, it's just that he's a Sagittarius. And he's a sad, and he's a Toronto and he's man. a laid back vibes dudes, man. Like vibes yeah, guys I'm, need to understand that vibes are great. Like I agree, no anxiety, no stress, but like shit needs to get done. You know what I mean? So like mans need to like, you know, you know. But no, and and that's and again, not to slag Junes because obviously, nah, he's a, he's an amazing artist for, for that reason. But I, you know, let's but let's be real. Let's you know. Also, hey, let's face it. I'm a Virgo. I'm a I'm a I'm an anxious skinny white Virgo sound engineer nerd like you know it's when when I run into a, like a vibe people freak me out you know like I go around them and my anxiety goes up you know yeah so. well I I just uh, I've learned the types of people I don't just don't want to do business or don't want to um uh, uh create with so like there's a certain type of alpha personality who gets just really has a problem with me and then certain vibes people like it depends like i don't want to get frustrated with them so i i just won't go there you know what i mean you're a dissident though but hey, well, how's your melanin speaking of uh something you were saying earlier like what do you where, where are you are you uh oh my god are you opaque yeah you- i'm green and my eyes it looks like i've people it looks like i've been punched in the eyes uh, yeah, I look terrible. I have no sun. Vitamin D levels are dropping. I know, I know. Um, no, no one's getting that vitamin. You but, see, John, Mayor John Tory's like, stay inside. That's a tweet. Go fuck yourself, John Tory. What? I'm not supposed to go outside and get fresh air. I'm not yeah. supposed to go fucking to the yeah. grocery store. Like, shut up. Like, the, shut up. Yeah, like, that's like, not that's not vibes. That's not gonna don't, vibe. Don't well. say that. It's not stay inside. It's don't congregate inside and don't congregate in big groups. Period. Not stay inside. That's so irresponsible. Ugh. Yeah. ugh. It's it's that type of stuff that creates the it it, it creates the psycho anti mask people yeah. because they're obsessed with not being told what to do, and then the government. You know, because basically the government says, okay, I'm going to say you need to do these 10 things and I'm going to hope you do five. And if most people do five, then the city will stabilize itself. That's kind of how they maybe look at it, right? They, they, they pitch the most extreme thing. Not the most extreme, but. Yeah. No, that's definitely not vibes. And uh, just a quick story about, I just, before we move on, because I, mm-hmm. I, you know me, I have a bad, I, this is a bad habit of me like pulling things back because we're going in a nice direction here. And we, ahead, we were wonder, I wasn't sure whether we wanted to talk about politics on the show. I still don't really know. I don't want to have a political show. I don't think we're, you and I are especially informed, although we're no. as opinionated as we are. We're not that informed. Which I, I avoid it. I intentionally avoid it. I actually blocked the word Trump on my Twitter. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get all I the, see I get it. other ones too. Well, just speaking of vibes though, because back in the day, I remember I, I, I used to be, and I, I used to be, you know, as an engineer, a young engineer, I used to be very like, yo, fuck the vibes. Like, get the shit done. Like, you're on the hour. Like, let's get this thing done. I don't want to, let's not be here for three more hours than we have to be, you know? And I was very much like a not vibe guy. And I did this session one time. And it, the reason why this story is funny is because it was, it was with Farrah Franklin, who was the second, the second third member of Destiny's Child. She was like the second. Oh, that got kicked off. She's the Filipino one? Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sexy, beautiful, can't sing a lick, but you know, all that. And uh, funny. it was really fun. Well, and here's, here's so funny because she comes into town and I don't know, she was in town for something else. And so studio I was at, like we got booked to do the session and they come in and there was this, like this, there was this guy trying to sign her to a deal. And so she came in with like a manager, a, a life coach, uh, her producers, her writers, her security. Like she came in with this entourage of people that all had names. One of them was like an ex uh, CFL guy. There was all these, it was just weird group of people and leading up to this the session took forever to do like she would come in like five hours late and then sit there for an hour and then leave it was weird and then we finally got down to the session and we we did a prayer together now here's the thing i am yeah we'll check it out you know i'm not religious in any way shape or form right and i'm also anti-vibe too like at the time i was like vibes like fuck like you're wasting all this time in the studio give me a break like okay now we're gonna pray like give me a break so but here's what's crazy about it that we, we sat around, we, we got in a circle. They got us in a circle and we did this prayer together. And we they prayed for the success of the session. And it was like, let's, and they did, and, and they included each of us. They're like, they're like, hope, you know, God, please let Farah sing really great takes and, and emote and everything else and let Andrew do a really good job on the boards. And it was this crazy thing that I'd never felt like that in a studio. I'd never felt that connected with people in the studio, especially people I didn't know. Oh, you liked it. Well, I was, cause I was sort of, especially as a young engineer, here comes like, you know, it's Farrah Franklin of Destiny's Child. Like I'm nervous. I'm like, you know, oh my God, I'm on edge. And you know me, like I'm an anxious nerd. And uh, so, so that really like kind of calmed everybody down and I felt the vibe of it, which I'd never felt before. And hilariously enough, she still couldn't sing a lick. I mean, it was a, <laughs> it wasn't like a successful, it wasn't a successful session from the execution standpoint, but it was successful. And I totally understood the vibe of it because that whole thing was so fraught with, with so much stuff. And I mean, it, the thing was, I mean, she was just so beautiful anyway. It was just, it was fun to be around her anyway, but yeah. That's some American ass shit to like isn't that, isn't bring, that? bring religion. You know, the thing is though, like for people who like, <laughs> Bless the session. Who who are so anti-religion or like, and they they don't they don't understand that part of that whole deal, which yeah. is like half of it or more than half the community element. of like, you know, they look at er like you know Christian crusades and religions killed more people than cancer, and it's like ah fuck off. People congregate for a number of reasons. I keep saying congregate. Fuck, I gotta stop saying that. People gather and separate based on skin color, based on religion, geography. It's it's just human human nature. It's not religion. Well, no, and and, you know, the other funny thing about that is, yeah, people have different answers to that question about how they're going to seek. And whether you want to say it's a spiritual thing or whether it's a a community thing, whatever, whatever it is, we all have different ways of reaching, of kind of solving that goal. I mean, we can't be any social all the time, every day, all day, all year, but like, you know, like for example, that's why I used to laugh at the whole like festival circuit out uh, festival scene where it was like all these like guy people are getting together and dressing up and doing drugs, and I'm like, what's that all about? And then when I started going out there, I had that same feeling. I was like, oh, I get this. This is like you're all immediately in the same tribe, no matter who you are, where you're from, or what it is. We're all here to have a good time together. And like, sure, like it's a hippy dippy thing, but it is an alternative to religion in the same sense of like that you get that same 
thing out of it. And I used, again, I was so practical and nerdy and engineer minded and not like in, in tune with that. And so, um, and I get it. I, I, I get it. And I felt it in that, you know, Jesus blessed our session, man. Wow. Sick, dude. Sick, bro. Jesus was probably like, Jesus smoked matter. weed. He was cool. Than we think. He, he, if you're going to be Jesus, you're a guy who knows how to get along with everybody. That's the whole thing. He went whoring. Like, she, he went he, whoring. Whoring? What do you mean? Yeah. Like, he got pussy? Mary Magdalene was, was, a, was a, a prostitute. And, and he slept with he, Mary he Magdalene was, before he was bottom bitch. his wife? She was bottom bitch for years. Really? That's why everybody says they were married, but like, that's the whole scandal. Is that they sort were of like, a, is, it, is it like a Prince Charles and uh, Camilla situation? Like, she was the one really for him, but he had to treat Adam. Lady Die instead of. Well, there's all these crazy stories that, like, she was. That, like, well, there's a lot of crazy stories. Who knows? I don't know how many, how much of them I want to entertain. I don't love the conspiraciness, but I do like the idea. Cons- I don't think it's a conspiracy theory when you talk about Jesus. His existence alone <laughs> is, a is, a, is, a, is, a, is a cartoon. <laughs> Yeah, it's a cartoon. Well, I mean, um, think about it like this, right? If if it's true that Mary Magdalene was a, a prostitute, which is very likely, it's also very likely that she never stopped prostituting in a way. It's also very likely that she knew a lot of other girls that probably got down with the disciples, that they had a whole thing going on. We know from modern day versions of cults that, you know, Charles Manson, uh, the guy at Waco, uh, like th- a lot of these cults, what you, what you see is you see women being uh, employed in a way to lure other members into the group, right? By through sex and drugs and other things. So it's like, it's not that much of a stretch to think that Jesus had a whole harem going on that he used to like collect followers and help spread his message. And like, what better way? I mean, I've never been whoring. Uh, I've never been my thing. Um, No, I've never, I've never paid for anything like that. I've never come and I've never been close. I've never been close. You've been on the road, though. I'm surprised. It was a bucket list item. When I was a young man, it was a bucket list item. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it sometime. Um, And I never, the closest I ever came was in Amsterdam because you're literally walking down these alleys with, there's like a glass, literally a glass door with with the most beautiful woman behind it that you can imagine. And all you got to do is tap the glass. You know, know, it's really funny. It's like in the past, if, if we were talking, if guys were talking about potentially getting a prostitute or thinking about it, people would be like, you guys are disgusting. You are taking advantage of women. Now in 2020, it's almost the opposite. It's like, if you try and get mad at me, be like, wait a minute. So you're saying that I'm doing an inappropriate act. So you're saying that those women, you don't respect their ability to make money. You don't respect them. You're, you're not respecting their, uh, what's, what's people's kink. It's not kink shaming. What is it? Sex workers. You don't, you don't respect sex workers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, if I'm a law, you know, if I have cash in hand and I, and I plan on being a good customer, you know, uh, uh, Hey, what the hell? You know, well, I remember yeah, never, never came close. No, thanks. No, it never, it never happened for me. It's not, it's not, it's not enticing at all, but, one of the things I started to realize, like reading, as I'm such an autobiography hound, especially with musicians, and what you read a bunch of them, and it starts to become a thing where a lot of musicians would ha- would hang out with with uh, with sex workers, and part of it was that, like, you know, wh- when they're all the eyes are on you all the time, you know, you're paying for discretion half the time, and the discretion is worth is worth is priceless, you know, like if you're a famous person and you cheat on your wife, 
like it's really hard. It's it's really really difficult to have an extramarital affair when there's when there's like your house is surrounded by paparazzis. You know what I mean? So well, it's you like you got to do it on the road, man. Get those NDAs to, signed. Oh, but you need you need a professional. You know, you got to do it with just some 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 random person. Nah, nah, they get randos, bro. They just handle their business. Well, they get randos, but I mean, now, now you're looking at like, you can't, if you're a girl and you go to a Drake after party and you want to sleep with Drake, okay, yeah. you're going to sign three NDAs and you're going to be on sleeping. your way in the door. Yeah. You're not even going to be allowed your phone in there, right? Well, that's, you know, it's either that or Drake, you know, why do you think, do you think it's a, it's a coincidence that he's, he has a child by a porn star? No, because the whole point of hanging she was out. a porn star. Yeah, yeah. Yo, that's dog. You knew this. I I knew she was a like a stripper or something, but porn star. Yeah, she's she's. Hold in, on, what's her name? I can't remember. Hold on, let's look this up. Yeah, look it up. Keep talking because um, I got my fucking yeah. mic well, no, in my, my pants. Thing, it's not a coincidence because when you're at that level, you need you need to have levels of discretion amongst all of your relations, whether they're personal or professional. I don't know. You know what? You know what? It might be a changed world, man. Trump getting elected, and I have a Donald comment that I I want to make, not about him, but just a a Donald. That's like way so far. Go on. Uh, 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 uh. Like before, as a politician, you used to have have to have a squeaky clean everything, and it was it was it was ridiculous, right? It was like it was ridiculous. Like these guys, we all know human beings have flaws, and these guys will come out as this and come out as that after, and yeah. it's so stupid. And here, this guy is clearly a playboy, grabbed by the pussy, and he didn't get. Yeah. No one really cared. So maybe, like you know, slowly but surely, like yeah, I use the lawyer example. I mean, his and base then, didn't care. We a bunch, a lot of us cared. Ah, they, but but, the, but he got elected. Is my point, and 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 that's no small feat, right? That's a lot of people. You have to back sure. you for that. Sure. So, like the the OnlyFans example, girl uh, goes to does OnlyFans for let's say. Uh, four years between college and law school and cakes like cakes like makes like 750 grand during that time right which is not unrealistic tons of girls making that much or more and then a law firm blah blah and they find out about it and then in the interview she goes yeah i did OnlyFans. would you like to know how much money i made boom would you like to know what i do with the money can i show you my stock portfolio can i show you uh my uh condo which has a, a up to invite, like, like, and just starts yeah. spitting all this game about how she finessed the bag. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then they're in a position where it's like, well, there's the moral thing, but then this chick's a smart and a hustler. You're yeah, hired. He's a boss. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. go. I had a talk with a friend actually earlier today about this weird thing that we do in the West where like we have these, like we have this sort of establishment thinking where, you know, certain lifestyles are preferable to others. We're supposed to be, you know, seeking jobs that make us more money so that we can get married and have a house and, you know, white picket fence, house, car, kids thing. You know, there's this establishment view, which is essentially, you know, like how old is that? That's the nuclear family type thinking, which was around in the 50s. I mean, it's 70 years later and we're somehow still attached to these ridiculous ideas about what it is we're supposed to do like what what a what a what a man's supposed to do in their life with their career and what a woman's supposed to do by certain ages and how much yeah, money you're supposed to and it, it's and it's just it's it's totally freaking bizarre to me and it's it's backwards frankly it's like you know like you go to thailand right and you you're you're at some uh let's say let's say you're in thailand you're some small town out there and there's this like guy in his 50s who's long-haired hippie guitar playing dude and you know 
you're looking at him and you're going, wow, he really, he really screwed his life up. How do you end up here? You know, meanwhile, the guy owns like the guy owns a villa on the beach in Thailand and he's, and he's, you know, he's, he's living off the, uh, off the royalties from, from his photography career, you know? And you're like, meanwhile, it's like, what the hell are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, this is your dream, right? You're talking about yourself. (laughs) I mean, you want to live on a beach and live off the royalties from your vinyl seven inch. No, no, well, it's an example, but no, it's an example of, yeah, it's an example of a fantasy that you have as you're traveling around, you're going, and you meet weird people and you're like, oh, this guy lived their lives really, really a lot differently from mine. I'm like, okay, you know, like I remember meeting one of my dad's friends who was like this rich snobby mother. Like I just, I was like, I had no interest in meeting him or talking to him. And I was so just, I was so over it. I'm like, dad, why, like, who cares about this? Why are we having dinner with this guy? Who cares? And um, it turned out that he was from Cyprus and he was a, he was a POW during Turkish and Greece occupation or a uh, Turkish Turkish occupation and British occupation of Cyprus. Cause Cyprus is an Island, which is a really crucial. Um, it's a crucial air um, airport, uh, like air, like place to kind of have a, an air base. Right. And so it was, it's fought, fought. And so he survived both those. He was a guerrilla fighter in both fighting, both the Turks and the British captured for, during British rule. Um, he's, he ends up moving here and becomes one of, you know, over the course of his life becomes one of the most successful developers in the city. And I, I'd written this guy off. But he was a dick. Well, no, he wasn't, a, he wasn't a dick. I was a brash young guy that thought that this saw a rich guy and had no interest. Mm-hmm. And then I, here I am having a couple of drinks with him, and I'm like, are, are, like two, a drink in, and I'm completely on the edge of my seat listening to him tell his story. You know? Yeah. And it's like, it's like our ideas of what our lives should be and how we're supposed to live them in terms of career and money and family and stuff, it's like, there is no right way. And I frankly resent, you know, so when we're talking about sex workers and we're judging, people have these judgments about sex workers. For me, that's part of my, that's part of my resentment towards people that have, that have those feelings towards certain things. It's like, there's no right way or wrong way to live your life. You know, like, yeah, sure. I'm 41 and I'm living alone in an apartment and I'm a, I'm a musician, engineer and teacher and it is what it is, but I'm happier. I'm happy as a freaking clam. Or I know nine to five cats or I, I know lawyers that have development portfolio or, you know, portfolios, investment portfolios, they're kicking ass, but they're coke addled, adultering, you know, family guys that are, that are living lies that they can't handle. I'm like, well, that's not for me. You know, Is that a TLC line living lies you can't handle, <laughs> but I'm don't go chasing waterfalls. Yeah. There you go. Oh yeah. I, I, I'll tell you this, man, like for my job in the summer, doing the landscaping thing. And I mean, you know, between the time I leave to the time I get home with all the driving the whole day, sometimes was 12 hours. And, you know, I, I just, it's just, that's just not it working that much. It's just not it. But you know what I realized? Some of the guys that work there, they do it cause they don't want to be home. In fact, there's a ton of that in the, in the, like in the, uh, and not really in, in my place because some of the ones where I was at the, the wives worked, but there's a lot of like blue collar situations where blue collar guy starts a business, the business does well, it expands, 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 they become significantly wealthy. And the woman that he marries, you know, they weren't necessarily that wealthy to start or whatever. So, or they, but they, or, or they were, he was, so she is a, a wife who is not 
to work. That's the arrangement. Right. And he works more and then she has kids, has to take care of the kids. He's never home. And she becomes a pill addict weirdo and he's never home. And like, like I saw a bunch of that, not my work, but like people related to it. It's fucking crazy. So point of mine I'm trying to say is I like nice shit, but damn son, I don't want to be working all the time. That sucks. Yeah, this is a classic uh, European standpoint, right? Where it's yeah. like working to live versus living to work. And my, our good friend, uh, who I got, we got to have on the show, Relic, just moved his whole family to Spain, and I'm like really, I'm really happy for him. I'm sad that I'm losing my friend, but like, or that he's moving away. But um, it's interesting because like I, I just I talked to a friend who lived in Spain for a number of years. Uh, he was in the studio and he loved it, and he was just like that mentality is so freeing that it's like all people really care about is having a good solid job. They're down to work 35 hours a week. It's fine as long as they can have a family and do what they want to do. And it's not, you know, it's not complicated. It's like we complicate it with whatever you want to call it, greed or I, like, I don't know, just like a relentless kind of thing. And we fall over, you know, we trip over, our, we trip over ourselves trying to, trying to get there and we lose sight. That's also kind of a young man, old man game too. Like the, the older that we get, the more, the more we kind of have perspective on our like, the, you know, the reckless, um, the reckless productivity that we were attempting to achieve. It's like, I did that. I had a nervous breakdown. I had a nervous breakdown in, you know, 2012, I had a nervous breakdown and I thought I was gonna, I was doing 14 to 16 hour days. You know, I loved my work. I was doing what I was doing, but, but I, I completely had a breakdown. I was on my knees sobbing like a weirdo for, I was like, what's happening to me? And it was just because I'd overworked myself because I thought I had to. I had a sense of, there's a, the, the other dangerous thing is a sense of duty. Because you have a sense of duty to your productivity, to your career, to your job, whatever it is. And the scary thing about duty is, um, and they attribute this to like people with chronic illnesses, for example. Um, there was a study done about how predominantly people with the people that are susceptible most to chronic illnesses are mothers, soldiers, um, and like uh, teachers, um, people that have a sense of duty to their to their job or whatever it is, because duty will force you to kind of exceed your own physical, like you'll push your physical boundaries to achieve whatever it is, despite, you know, how screwed up your body's getting or how out of sleep you are, how you're not eating right or whatever it is. And you'll just destroy your body slowly by doing that. And it's like, that's really, really bad for you. And, and if you think about it from a cultural standpoint, as well, and my rant, if you think about it from a cultural standpoint, the snake starts to eat its own tail in that sense where, this like mad dash for, for, for money and, and whatever, this like work, work, work thing, you know, it starts to affect, it starts to affect the culture. It starts to affect, like you listen to rap music, you know, leading up to a certain point, it's like all it was, ever, there was, a, there was a time and you talk about the early 2000s where all it was about was money, drugs, women, guns. It was just, and it was all just hustling. It was just hustle music. That's all it became, right? It was really one dimensional for a while. It was like, and it was almost like the culture was turning itself on its head. It was like the pursuit of the American dream started to bleed into our art, you know? And that's when we started to hate it. We were like, this is an art. This is, this is dumb. This isn't about anything. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever beat off in the same room as someone who's also doing it? When I was a kid, I did. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, me too. When I was learning how to do it. We were, yeah, we were like, same. like, how do you do this stuff? Yeah, 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 same. Like, hey, no. I feel like we no. <laughs> didn't help him. He didn't help me. But. <laughs> he coached. 
Yeah, we're back to back. We were back to back. <laughs> no, it's growing up. The first growing time up. I successfully beat off the feeling that I had, I've been chasing that dragon my whole life. <laughs> I love how we go. To, you're, 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 you're. I am the segue, bro. I, I'm, I am the breath of fresh air. Jeez. No one wants to hear. No one wants to talk about penises for, for an hour. No one wants to talk about woke bullshit for an hour. The penis and woke bullshit show. Um, wow. So I was talking about Donald's. And I was watching this show, uh, fucking... Hold this on. is like that moment where my, I'm eating food on my plate, but food that I don't want touching is touching. That's <laughs> yeah. what you are. You're like, you're, yeah. like, you're like salad mixing with the mashed potatoes. And oh, like, nice. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get that, that uh, vinegar on you the... You do that, don't you? You want the you, vinegar on the mashed potatoes. No, no, no. Being no. salad and mashed potatoes. No, no, no. That's a show, called the, show called The Undoing. And uh, Donald Sutherland is in it. Shout out to Don- the, the Gee, Donald. Like, geez. first of all, Gee, Donald Gee, Glover isn't allowed to have the name Donald. He's he's uh, uh, Charles Gambino. He's all these things. Like, you don't get like you're not Donald because you're another thing. We're gonna give There's only Donald one the Donald. Donald Sutherland has never done anything wrong to anybody. <laughs> all he's done is acted really solid as as a supporting character many times over. Donald's the man. Go Donald. Why would you, first of all, why would you take a pot shot at Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, who's a fucking G? Also? I'm not. I'm just saying, if we're talking about the name Donald. There's no, and then, well, that's the thing. Donald Sutherland doesn't not him. Because there's a yellow, an orange-faced weirdo in the White House who has claimed that name forever. No, right? no, no, no. But that's what I'm saying. The name Donald isn't the name Hitler. It's just, <laughs> it's just not that. It's not that, like, can't again. Uh, oh, my God. Oh my god! I was watching this really funny comedian on Kill Tony named uh, uh, Oh God. He finishes the show. I'm having I'm having a brain fart. Uh, Michael Lair, and he has ALS, and uh, so that's part of his whole shtick uh, and what he talks about. But in this particular case, it's more physical comedy. He comes out with this huge costume, and he's just peeling it off, off, and he has a, a giant mustache beard combo thing peels that off, and there's a mustache, long mustache under that. He peels that off, and under that, there's just a Hitler. Mustache mustache as well like it's just really oh. funny you just don't see that coming it was so funny and you just ruined it you ruined it for me and all, all uh, of you weren't gonna go watch it you don't listen to podcasts so you all understand this art li- so i have to teach you about this art half the time indeed you do you're, you're to put such you a, on such a visionary in the podcast world. to all of our listeners out there all all sixty thousand ghost listeners that we have um out there yeah Oh yeah, let's talk more about that because yeah, I, let's do it. I'm ready to go in on this some more. So, okay, listen to me. Can, well, can I give it? Can we? Can I give a little context to it? Go though? ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so just just for those those of you out there, all the sixty thousand ghost listeners uh, in Southeast Asia that are listening to the show, really appreciate you guys a whole lot. Um, we were sort of like early on in the show. We we were kind of going. We were going at ruckus a little bit, right? We were we were sort of like we were talking about my man Raul who got us on on the on the radio station and it you know to be fair very successful first all southeast asian uh online radio station barring us who are with a white bread uh, diversity card that they're pulling um iron- ironically enough uh and we started you know we were we were being honest about how corporate was communicating with us we were sort of pantsing them a little bit we were taking our shots and it was brought to our attention that we were that we were being a little bit over the top and that they didn't necessarily appreciate some of Boo. our senses, right? Boo, right. And, Censorship. And, and so, and of course, Raul brought it to me because I'm the more reasonable one between the two of us. And I, and I said, okay, okay, okay. And I listened to what Raul had to say. 
God love that dude, Raul, all day. Love him. He's a, he's a brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, I brought it to – and he, he was bringing concerns both from corporate and some of his own. And I brought them to you. And credit to you, credit to you for, for taking them and, and, and hearing them. I did not expect – I did not expect you to hear them. I did not expect you to take them in. I expected you to give me the old heave ho and a bottle of rum with a middle oh, finger. The whole, the whole heave. I'm on my. I'm laying on my back. Can you tell? Do I no. sound different? Okay. I wanted. I was. I wonder that too. Um, and so we decided collectively, you and I, we came to the conclusion that we were going to ease up on taking pot shots at Ruckus and taking pot shots at yep. Raul. And that was the plan then. And exposing the business. Yeah, the the nitty gritty. Um, which I dare say, at least in some small way, we're still committed to. We're not trying to alienate our fans. We're not trying well, to. Well, I'm just. I'm gonna. I, I got to tell you. You know, like it's it's a mind over matter thing. Like my opinions are what they are. But I just stop paying attention to everything else other than our show on Ruckus. So then I can't comment on it because I'm not actually. I don't know what it. What's going on? Well, this that's is my. It. That's been my strategy. And listen, I'm not trying to open the floodgates here. I don't have a grudge against corporate or Ruckus Avenue or no. radio. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that there's supposedly. But here's the thing: who who are these sixty thousand people? Who? who who are they? Talk to me. Okay, Wait, am I permitted to speak now? Show yourself. Yes. Yeah. That's a okay. Sorry. So listen, we're we're told that there's this huge audience. Okay. I mean, numbers alone, you say there's this many people who listen to Dash. There's this many people who listen to Ruckus. Three million. There's this many people alive. People uh, listen to Ruckus Avenue. Radio yeah, I, I, my theory is there's some type of statistical uh, scam going on where people are leaving their browsers open. And they're getting play counts. It's a whole conspiracy. I don't know. You know what? I don't actually think that wasn't really well thought out or funny. So I'm going to, I'm going to move from that, but I'm just going to say this. If you guys are out there, if you're a fans out there, show your face, you cowards, you cowards, (laughs) you don't have the balls to, to, to message me on Instagram at Lincoln.baio. Lincoln is spelled L I. N-C-O-L-N dot bio, B-A-I-O, Instagram. You don't have the nuts to message me, to like a post, to comment, to ask to be. You're, you don't exist. I don't believe you. Yeah. Like, you're not real. None of you are real. This is what is going on. 60,000? What is the chances? What are the chances that there are 60,000 people listening to the show and I have not had a single one of them approach me, let alone on, on a social media platform once? Yes. I, I don't believe that that's possible. So there's something going on, okay? It's a bunch in, of gobbledygook. And somebody out there in Southeast Asia... One of you. Slide up into Lincoln's DMs and tell him what a douchebag he really is. Go because, ahead. Because he won't listen to me anymore. Right? You know he doesn't respect my opinion. Yo, Doc's one of my family members. Do something. Yeah. Like, show yourself. I'm tired oh. of this. I'm tired of this. this Send game. nudes to my, like, aunt. Yeah, do something. Find my aunt's address. I and dare you. harass her. I dare you. On the internet. Don't do that. Don't do I Like, my aunt's really nice. <laughs> Please leave her alone. <laughs> no. But, Lincoln, you know? For it. I say you let him have it. Because. Oh, no, t- I'm the one you want. So, don't, don't attack my family. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but this is this is this is it's it's just look, you know, I don't do the fake Instagram no. follower thing. 
I don't do the fake like thing. Yo, one time this girl who who's like a social media coordinator at this place I worked and a guy who worked for me, she's like, oh my God, you didn't tell me that you're a guy who works for you is a social media like star. I'm like, what? This motherfucker? And she's like, yeah. And I look, I'm like, oh, come on. It's fake. And she was supposed to be a social media coordinator. Go look at his account. There's no, lo- there's no comments. There's no engagement. They're fake views. They're fake followers. This is what I'm saying. I'm not interested in Russian bots, okay? If there's, no. three, if there's three of you out there, holler. Holler at a minute. Listen, at Fresh Kills, at IG, F-R-E-S-H-K-I-L-S, okay? Come up in the DMs. Let me know how, what you, how, how bad of a douchebag you feel Lincoln is. I need to know. I'm tired of this. Here's the thing. Here's the other thing too. Let's let's be you know let's be fair because it it leads me into the the, the conversation of the branding because Lincoln and I have been having this discussion about the rebrand and my view is I'm first of all I'm thankful that Raul has has us on Ruckus Avenue. I'm thankful that we're on the first ever all Southeast Asian radio station online and then it's as a Southeast Asian enthusiast. Right. I'm, th- I'm thankful that we're syndicated on the Dash Radio Network. I'm, I'm thankful. I feel honored. It's great. Uh, but, uh, you know, in terms of, like, branding, I've been trying to make sure, like, I'm, we're riding. I mean, as far as it stands, we're riding for Ruckus Avenue. We're riding for Dash. But I want to know who's riding for us because right now they're keeping you, our listeners, our faithful listeners of 60,000-some-odd faithful listeners they're keeping you at, as, at arm's length from us. And frankly, I'm tired of it. Oh, you know wait, I mean? that's the angle you're taking? That, that ruckus is interfering with the communication between our fans and us? That they are somehow uh, uh, blocking that part? Like when we saying, say our socials on the show, they're, they're muting it or something? I'm not saying that they're interfering, but I will, I will admit this. At, at the risk of reneging on our, on our agreement a, a couple of months ago that we were going to – a bit of a ceasefire here – I will, I will say that repeated attempts on my behalf to find out who our listeners are, where they are, what they're about, what's going on, I have not gotten the answers that I feel like I am entitled to. As a I content th- creator, as good a job as we're doing, as you're doing, that we deserve. And so I'm willing, I'm willing to die on that hill currently. I wonder... If it's like how many people have downloaded the app and then it's like background app activity, but they're not actually listening. I, here's what I think. Show me, just do like, do something like, come on. Yeah. This is ridiculous. If, if, because it's such a, it's, if, 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 if it's, if it's not real. Okay. And I actually have nothing to believe that it is real. I have more things that say it's not real than it is based on how I understand these things to play out. Uh, uh, it's quite a quite a lie. Now they do say tell big lies if you're going to tell lies, right? Somebody, some rich or not rich, some famous tyrant said that. that. Who said that? Well, I don't know. Yeah, might have been Hitler, but let's not quote Hitler. Let's just say it wasn't Hitler. Yeah, you know, it's a big lie. Like sixty thousand listeners. How am I going to sell like my like Lincoln Bio branded dick cream to to the, that continent if it, it's not real? Like I need a a pa- I'm building a sponsor package. Well, it, it's not. I, it's not going to work if they're not actually there. Not only is it not going to work. Here's the other thing: if if they don't engage, then there's only so long that we can do this show with with 11 listeners on Spotify. 
You know what I'm saying? There's only so long. No. You guys are good. No, 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 no. No, no, no. There's Believe in so, yourself. I know. I, hey, I, it's not just that though. I'm saying there's only so long that I'm willing to ride for whoever it is, whether it be Ruckus or Dash. And I'm not trying to. I'm not drawing a line in the sand here or anything. I'm not putting uh, an ultimatum to anybody. Kind of close. But, but how long? How long can we be expected to do this? This this level of content, like an hour a week of it's us ca- high caliber, our, right? Of of us doing our thing here. Without connect, without being allowed to, or being helped, or at least holding the people accountable, we have, we've, there's got to be accountability on both sides. If you're listening to us, engage. I I beg you to engage. Please. It's ridiculous. And if listen, it's, if you're it's a, it's a joke. Thank you. Spread the word. We appreciate it. And listen, don't be afraid to slide up in our DMs. And who would you like to see on the show? Right, we're coming to the end of the year. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. That the good, good question. Which uh, obscure indie uh, art Canadian artist are you most interested in us having on the show? Well, like what? they know any? Yo, know, man, I, I I stand by it. We I said this on one of our phone calls that we need to take all of the artist names that you know, like Johnny, like. Uh, you know, thick Standing fingers or whatever, all these warm hands, or all these people just yeah. write them all down and look at it and just see what it looks like. Um, maybe because there are a lot of podcasts that like are meant to be enjoyed like alone and you don't really tell people you listen to them. Like my favorite ones come town. It's one of the most popular I've defended it before, but you know, it's, it's, it's pretty offensive. So to like, brag about it maybe that's what we are over there maybe we're so cut we're so like oh no don't tell people you know but i love this show and the only way we no eh, no because eh. no, then we'd be getting instagram followers or something this doesn't add up it doesn't it's not real it's it just, uh, uh, no it doesn't add up and and frankly i'm not gonna add up if if something isn't if we don't wow we don't threats it's, no, and, and Shots fired, bro. We're coming to the end. Well, here's here's the other thing that we should... I, I oh, we're almost done, I think. Right. I want to say this, so this is an important distinction, right? We've cool. been living through a pandemic. We started this podcast, remember, ladies and gentlemen, who have been with us from the beginning. Yep. We started this podcast. Ryan and I are hella isolated as it is. We're isolated from one another, number one. We're isolated in our own spaces, period. And, and the show... Or isolated from the supposed people that we're yes. being told are listening to our show. We're, I'm on an island on an island of an island. And basically, yeah, and I'm going to, listen, I mean, you can hear in my voice. If you guys want to see me freak out on the show, like have an actual total mental break on the show, maybe that's, maybe that's what the show needs. And if that's <laughs> what Buckus is doing, then I, Good then, on you. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, you fierce, you sly devils. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, no, but uh, but in, no, but in all honesty, I mean, all 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 of you guys listening to us on Wednesday afternoons or for your lunch break in India, and and the rest of Southeast Asia, we appreciate it. You know, don't don't uh, don't, uh, I, don't. I'm I'm sorry. Until I hear from one person, there are zero in my zero. I know. There are zero. I don't believe there are any of you mm-hmm. out there. I don't believe you're real. I'm so I'm not going to speak to people who are not there. Oh, I like that one. I like that one. Well, and, and, and again, here. so here's what's funny is, to, just to bring that into the rebrand conversation, because this is affecting the rebrand, because who are we branding ourselves to, right? Ryan, I'm, I've been, and listen, let's not make a mistake here. I've been the one 
gunning for ruckus, holding it down. Like I've been the one repping dash and, and talking about the station and, and everything else to everybody that, that'll listen. Uh, so let's, th- let's not take it. Let's not take things the wrong way. Um, but also, you know, who are we going to be branding and marketing to? Because, you know, if like right now, Ryan, Ryan seems to have it right. We, we need to, and I've been disagreeing with you. I've been fighting you on this a little bit. So let's be, let me be honest about that. Fighting you on this idea of, of rebranding ourselves, not necessarily separately, but like taking our, taking our destiny into our own hands, taking our, our, you know, and, and, and putting ourselves together and, and creating ourselves as our own entity uh, moving forward. And, you know, the more we talk about it, and it's funny when you talk things into existence, you're like, as, as I'm talking about it, I'm, I'm coming on side uh, from, from where you're, you're, where you're coming from. So tell, tell the people, I mean, what yo, listen, ruckus. I like you guys. I think you're cool. Raul. I think you're cool. We can make this work. Yeah, we We're can not breaking up with you, but I have a couple thoughts. First <laughs> of all, if there's fans there, connect me to them. Actually show me they're real. Cause I don't believe you. Number two, how can I connect with my own fans? If I'm on a station and I'm given a time slot at two in the fucking morning <laughs> over here, whatever time it is, it doesn't make sense. Well, we're archived. Who do I work we, for? we get archived the next day. It is what it is. Yeah, but that's, that's not what the flyer says. It's, it's, it's what's going I'm, on. You're not complaining about the time slot that we have on Spotify. Are you? So no. Complain about the spot. No, you don't care, but I can't ride for my ruckus persona because it doesn't apply to my life well here's the thing right because those fans aren't interacting with me if they're interacting with me and you i can connect them to roshan's fans right right yeah yo yo and just to just to be clear here we're already over time let's keep this rolling we're gonna we're gonna keep this one for the spotify with us no you're gonna edit it what are you gonna edit out this has been bold i refuse to be edited (laughs) i refuse there's gonna be two versions I'm calling the show right now. Uh, everybody knows where we're. Everybody knows where we're at. And you listen, know where to you know, find we're, us. We're, we're complaining right now, but we do show love you. Show me the fans. Love. Come on, put me on at 7 p.m. I don't care. All right. All right. I love it. Listen. All right. I'm excited. I'm excited. This is a good show. You're doing good, Ryan. Thank hey, you. listen. I got yeah, lost my We, we got well, We didn't get to. Well, we didn't get to. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, tune in next week. Ryan and I will discuss our relationship and how. Our relationship is hurting the show as it grows.
Hi, this is Lincoln Bio. Listen to Ruckus Avenue Radio at dashradio.com and download the Dash Radio app for complete access 24 hours a day, seven days a week to our station.